Welcome to the Geek Speak Show. <laughs> People who get it, get it. This is the Geek Speak Show. Interviews with the movers and shakers in geek culture. This is Mark Zickby, writer, producer, and director of Space Command. Hey, this is Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, and one of the original founders of Image Comics. Hi, I'm Chris Hardwick. Geek is spoken here. They're listening. You're consuming. You're watching it with your ears. Oh, you just listen. The Geek Speak Show is powered by GeekTyrant.com, GameTyrant.com, MightyVille.com, Ramascreen.com, and Zergnet.com. Please make a note of it. Here are the hosts of the Geek Speak Show, Henry San Miguel and Rachel Roselli. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's Henry Why, hello. Rachel, and we are here the week after San Diego Comic Con. Why am I talking like this? Because everybody's recuperating. I'm not. You guys are. But you know what? It's time to move on. It's over. You got the pictures. You got wow, the videos. You got everything. Wow, so mean. That's not mean. It's the truth. It's time to move over and get ready for all the stuff you saw at San Diego Comic-Con. You guys were... I wasn't there this year. I was getting some things ready here, technically. But you were there. The two Marks were there. Mark Arnold, Mark Doris. Pacing Pete was pacing around the exhibit floor. There's some interviews from Pacing Pete speaking of on our YouTube page. You guys can go on there and check those out. So a lot of stuff happened. Um, if there were awards given for best in show, I think the best in show would go to Marvel. No, no I'm, I'm not biased, but they, you got to admit, they had some of the best panels, the presentation, the way they, they presented it, and some of the stuff they revealed to us. Announced, yes. Um, our buddy, Chris Hardwick, he was up on stage moderating the, uh, the, DC, the DC panel, and he trotted out director Zack Snyder. Well, here we go. And he announced... Batman versus Superman. The Man of Steel sequel will be Batman versus Superman. It might be called the world's finest. It might be called Superman versus Batman. Batman versus Superman. It's kind of like Rachel in Star Trek. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Trek. But <laughs> they announced that. Of course, the uh, the room exploded. And Chris, you could hear the screams from all the way across the convention center. I heard them all the way over here in San Francisco. Actually, but, I know. But Chris, no, turn uh, typical Chris turned to the, to the crowd and, and said, your move, Marvel. All right, well, here's our move. They had their panel. Uh, Kevin Feige was on there, again, with Chris, with Chris Hardwick. He was moderating that panel also. He was on there with, with, uh, with Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige started talking about Thor, the Dark World. Oh, his microphone failed on him. Lights went out. Lightning went on. And Tom Hiddleston, in full Loki costume, came out to call of you Muley Quims. And, of course... The crowd went wild, exploded. Um, but if that wasn't enough, and it wasn't, they also had the Guardians of the Galaxy up on stage. They had uh, Cap- uh, Captain Steve Rogers, everybody from Captain America. Before they left, Joss Whedon came out and said, one more thing here. And there was a trailer with a, um, you know, just quotes from the Avengers movie. And, and in the end, you hear Nick Fury saying they'll they'll assemble again when the world needs them. And then crowd went crazy because Avengers... Age of Ultron. Title was revealed. There. There's your move, DC. Beat that one. <laughs> so, again, that's one of the big reveals. You know, we're going to get the, the Man of Steel sequel is coming sooner rather than, than later. 2015 is, we're just not going to be home. We're just going to be camped out at the movie theater Dude, all summer you might long. as well reserve a seat and just stay there. Kind of the same as you guys did for Hall H. Even the guys who didn't get in, you might get into these, maybe, like. Sunday or Monday after we've all seen it a few <laughs> times, um, but you know you've got you got episode seven coming, you got Avengers: Age of Ultron, you got Superman versus Batman or whatever they're gonna end up calling it. You've got 
Uh, what else have you got coming? A bunch of things coming in 2015. But San Diego Comic Con had a lot of things going on. Uh, you we were just talking about as, as the theme was playing. You were you actually took part in some things that were going outside of the convention center. Even before you went in, you were having fun outside the things. Tell everybody what you were doing. That's actually one of my favorite parts about cons is besides wherever they're holding the convention, outside of that, the restaurants will get all bought in. There's tents. There's there's experience sections for, for other things all outside. So it's like the whole city gets converted. Um, so I actually went over to the Ender's Game experience tent, which was pretty cool. Um, and to start off with, they take your picture and they give you this cool little like ID badge that has your picture and your name. And I got to be an IF uh, recruit and it has like all the little symbols and stuff on it. it. It looks pretty legit. And then they give you like a dog tag and they tell you to wear it. You have to wear it through the thing and like, okay, put that on. And then you go through and they have sections with props and stuff from the actual movie. So they had like the living room they went through. They had the training section. You could sit in one of the chairs and pretend to be like a recruit. Um, they had all of these cool things. They had a, a photo op section where you could sit for the window. It looks like you're looking out into space. My picture turned out pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it was, it was really cool. And then at the end, you got to show your dog tag. And then you got to do like a green screen shoot um, of you kind of floating in the ship, which um, I'm going to have Henry post up for you guys so you can take a look because it's pretty funny. Battle room. It's the battle room. Oh, Rachel, don't throw nothing at me, though. Have you ever read Ender's Game? So I have read the the quick cliff notes of it. I've never actually sat down and read it, which I know is on my list of things to do. So you took the Joel way of reading Ender's Game. I read the cliff notes. <laughs> um, no, but you know that that's the way they talk. You guys will see it. Those of you who've read it, and that's millions of you who've read the book, you know I wasn't calling Rachel anything. That's how they greet each other. Ho, Ender. Ho, you know, Bean or whoever they're, they're talking to. Um, that's their slang. What would have been the coolest thing for you, especially if you were doing, when you're taking your pictures, all of a sudden behind you, there's Colonel Graff played by a guy named Harrison Ford. You may have heard of him. Did a few movies, I think. Uh, that so it was really cool that they had him up on the screen when you went into the training room. So yeah. that was kind of, well, of course it's Colonel Graffy. Who else would be up there? Uh, so, <laughs> so the, did you do the, uh, the Godzilla encounter? I did not. No, that, was, that was one of you the. You have best to pick ones. and choose at some point. Mark Mark Doors actually he just, he he was tweeting me. You guys were all tweeting during, while you were there. He tweeted and, and and he texted me. I'm trying to get in here. Um, he is trying to get me to get him in because he was press. And I said you're not in there as press. And second of all, you don't get special treatment because you're press. If anybody was, <laughs> it would have been Rachel anyway. You just talk about video games. Rachel's actually the host. Kidding. Aww. We love you, Mark. Kidding. Um, no, but actually, Pacey and Pete, he did, he did actually go go through the thing. He has some pictures. He hasn't sent them to me yet, but he has some pictures. Um, I don't know if they're going to take this. They, I, I, If I was them, I would. I don't know if they're going to take this on tour before the Godzilla movie comes out next year. Mm-hmm. But spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if it does, I'm going to give out what the actual encounter is. You go in there, it's a restaurant. You know, they serve sushi, appropriate, appropriately enough. Um, right. They have pictures of Godzilla and the, and the, the kaijus that he's fought over the years and then you go in the elevator and the elevator starts shaking and the lights start failing on you and you hear something in, in the background stomping then you get upstairs and it's a huge view of a, a tokyo and then there's a big shadow that you think is you know who but you don't see him and then you start walking through the thing it shakes a little the lights are you know there's steam all sparks all, all kind of thing coming at you then before you get out of the thing right in front of you 
comes this huge Godzilla head and roars right in your face. That's the Godzilla oh encounter. God. And that's it. You're done. So, the, uh, like I said, I would take that wherever I could. Put it in theaters or wherever and promote promote the hell out of yeah, the Godzilla Yeah, that's a good movie. idea. What would be really good is if we have Gypsy Danger fighting Godzilla. But that's another thing. Uh, speaking of... Guillermo del Toro, I don't know if you guys caught this interview. I think it was with uh, one of our friends that were at Collider. He says that for Pacific Rim 2, he's going to have a Jaeger and Kaiju hybrid in it. Whatever that means. But it's Guillermo. You know how he thinks. So can't wait for that. So that was San Diego Comic Con. Um, You know, to me. I do want to mention, too, Henry, that. Tickets are sold out for 2014. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know, right? The, the the signs that were up all over the city um, had like a, you know, one side had a picture of, you know, either Marvel or DC or something like that. But then the other side had the Comic-Con logo and right above it, every single one of them, hundreds of them said celebrating the popular arts. Yeah. Well, remember how we've talked about how it was never cool to be part of this geek world and now all of a sudden it's kind of cool and everyone's and now they're calling it the popular arts. I was kind of blown away by that. It was very exciting. Well, well, I guess you were kind of excited. Didn't you notice that that was at WonderCon too when we went there? Well, it wasn't all over the place. It wasn't like the statement of the con. Well, it's not the Super Bowl of geek either. So it's not as big. Nothing is as huge as Comic Con. Anyway, I was very proud to be a geek there. So well, you should always be every week to be here and speaking geek. Um, <laughs> so, so again, yeah, that's what's happening in San Diego Comic-Con. You guys are, you know, back at work, back doing whatever you're doing, getting ready to go back to school. Uh, tickets, I don't know when they're going to go on sale, but when they do, you know, they're probably going to be gone, not even in an hour. Not promising anything. We've talked to David Glanzer. He was on. You guys hear him every time he's on with us. Um, we may, we, the show, may have something special, extra special to do, because we're like that, we're special, um, to, to do next year at a Comic-Con. We may give you a little preview at ape later on this year that'll be uh in october so stay tuned for that now um did you get it i know you're at comic-con did you get a chance to watch true blood or falling skies or any of the tv shows yes so i caught up all the way on true blood by the way so yes i have joined the club um and i got started on falling skies so um i will be able to talk about that with you as well well wait what do you what do you are you watching season one or this season no no i gotta start from season one bro okay well I would, well, I would, but I'll tell you this, and you've heard us talking about it. It's going to be kind of slow, but it, trust me, it picks up and it gets even better into season three. Two episodes to go in Falling Skies. Um, won't give anything away because I actually do know I got, I had the mic off on anything. I do, I do have a huge spoiler about one of the major characters, but I'll save it till after it happens a couple of weeks from now. Um, Under the Dome, do you get to watch that one? No, I kind of fell off on that one. I, I wanted to go back into these other ones so you're gonna have to tell me about this one well i guess nothing was really happening but now yeah. we still don't know what the dome is for um now it's more into character development remember junior put the the girl on, on yep under in the, the bunker his oh dad God. found her let her go they were gonna fire um a, the the priest he's just going crazy he's hearing god tell him he, he says he hears one word moab 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 and he thinks it's a city from the bible and, and that they're going to be destroyed because we're sinners and all that but barbie who's actually special forces discovers lip reading the uh, the soldiers that moab actually means mother of all bombs they're about to bomb the dome see if they can destroy it oh my god they do of course nothing happens doesn't even get a dent in it but 
as the as the episode's ending, what you see is the world looks like you know the end of World War Z or something out of Resident Evil. It's been destroyed, mm-hmm. and it ends there. So who knows what's going to happen? And, and I, I understand. I think there's like four or five episodes left because this is only for the summer. I don't think it's coming back next. So the, so this definitely has a uh, beginning, middle, and will have. I hope a definite ending, unless the ratings stay the way they are, and it becomes a series or something. So that oh. that's what's happening with Under the Doom. What else? Nothing else really happening. Um, a lot of the, the Shield panel was uh, Agents of Shield was pretty cool. Also having a AJ, I, I need we need to call Jeff Loeb. He's been on the show a few times. We need to call him that that shirt that he had. Colson lives. I, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah, it goes goes great with the the shirt that you actually pointed out to me at WonderCon. The one my Agents of Shield t- the shirt that yes, I have. My that one is, is that, really cool. polo or what do you call those? Yeah, it's like it's like a polo, and it has like, like embroidered logos. It looks legit. Yeah, the, Rachel pointed that out. It, it, it's actually pretty cool. I have a Spider Man one and, and a Shield one. Um, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And you know, Rachel, I've always thought of you like like the little sister that I never wanted, but I'm glad that I got. <laughs> Thanks. And she knows me really well. But then when I thought about it, I was like, wait, this is something like an older guy would wear. So what what is, what is Rachel really saying about me? <laughs> No, no, I just have an eye for merchandise, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, so take a break. We'll talk to, uh, on this show. What do we have coming up? Not No San Diego stuff. We have, we're going to talk to the Book of Dog guys, Mike uh, Mike and Matt. Matt is the illustrator. He wasn't on last time. He will be on this time. We'll, so we'll talk. You'll learn a little bit more about the Book of Dog. So a little movie coming out. Speaking of comic books, there's a little movie coming out this weekend, The Wolverine. Uh, I, oh. Sneak previews all over the place, but getting good word of mouth. Talk to Logan himself. Hugh Jackman will be on in uh, uh, in just a few minutes, and so will the director. And some other things, like the features, everybody's back to normal. In fact, here's Joel to geek out. Go, Joel. Check, check this out. Geeking out with Joel Capitana. Geeking out and the Geek Speak Show are powered by Collider.com, GeekTyrant.com, GameTyrant.co, MightyVille.com, RamaScreen.com, and ZergNet.com. Here's Joel. Yes. 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 By now, we all know the big Comic-Con news. At the Marvel Studios panel, Joss Whedon announced the official title of Marvel's The Avengers 2. Avengers Age of Ultron. The even bigger news, in my opinion, was Zack Snyder's announcement of a Batman Superman movie. That script is still being written and the Batman has yet to be cast. Production is expected to begin in 2014 with an anticipated release date in summer of 2015. That would be DC's first crossover film, by the way. But I digress. At the Marvel panel, Kevin Feige, James Gunn, and the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy premiered a little teaser for the new Marvel film. From what it seems, Chris Pratt's Star-Lord is sort of like the Han Solo of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just recently announced, Glenn Close will play Nova Prime, leader of the Nova Corps. At the panel for Thor The Dark World, actor Tom Hiddleston arrived in full Loki costume, and in true Loki fashion, commanded the crowd to bow to him. After which they showed the newest trailer for the film in which Thor teams up with his not-so-trustworthy brother. And then it cuts to black while Loki kind of cuts off Thor's hand. My lord, would have known you can't trust Loki. 
X-Men Days of Futures Past had a huge presence at Comic-Con. A large sentinel head was exhibited for the first time on the streets outside the convention center, confirming their appearance in X-Men Days of Futures Past. I'm kind of curious to see how big the robots will be in that film. But in other robot-related news, Sony Pictures gave fans their first look at the upcoming Robocop reboot during their Comic-Con panel. A couple new things about this Robocop. In the reboot, Alex Murphy isn't technically dead and said he was badly burnt by a bomb and is amputated by the neck down. They do, however, keep his right hand for when Robocop shakes hands with people and his wife, his wife, interestingly enough, is still with him. So we'll have to see how that goes on in the bedroom when Robocop geeks out next year. In TV, The Simpsons will appear on Family Guy and Futurama will appear in a crossover episode of The Simpsons. That episode of The Simpsons will record next month, but it will either air as the season 25 finale or, or the season 26 premiere. AMC.com posted the trailer for The Walking Dead Season 4 that they debuted at Comic-Con and it's super intense. It's about five minutes long and it gives you so much about the next season that you'll be zombily hungry for more. Yes, I made up an adverb. Zombily. The Walking Dead Season 4 returns October 13th at 9pm, so set your alarms now. Arrow Season 2 starts October 9th, and this time around, welcome Spawn star Michael J. White as a claw-wielding assassin named Bronze Tiger, and actor Kevin Alejandro as a new villain named Sebastian Blood. Throwback TV time, shout! The factory announced they are bringing Pee-wee's Playhouse to Blu-ray, DVD, and digital download, shout! Factory has the rights to all 45 episodes of Pee-wee's Playhouse and Pee-wee's Christmas Special, so be on the lookout because Pee-wee Herman is coming to a store near you. <laughs> now let's talk tech. Social media was huge at Comic-Con this year, recording an all-time high in online traffic and posts. The top posts were cosplay, Game of Thrones, and oddly enough, Vin Diesel during his Q&A for Riddick. Did you know that Vin Diesel's got 44 million fans on Facebook, whereas I have like a... Eh, I don't want to mention it. Apple has announced its quarter to three earnings recording high iPhone sales, but drops in iPad profits and performance. They're currently working on a way to improve their mapping technology, and Apple has purchased Hopstop in an effort to add mass transit routes to their maps. They've also acquired Location Area, which is kind of like the Wikipedia for business locations. So talk about first world problems. I mean, first world solutions. USA! USA! In comics, Marvel announced that there will be a Wolverine Origin 2 by Kieran Gillen and Adam Kubert. This will be a sequel to 2001's miniseries Wolverine Origin that first depicted the secret beginnings of James Howlett. It should be about five or six issues. And also, writer Jason Aaron and artist Ed McGinnis announced a brand new X-Men title called Amazing X-Men. The big thing here is that Wolverine will search the world for a way to bring... Kurt Wagner, the Nightcrawler, back from the dead. Like, that'll be hard to do. Long for the Rider, Iceman, Storm, Beast, Northstar, and Firestar. Finally, a diehard Wolverine fan made a pair of electric Wolverine claws that I doubt would ever make it through Comic-Con security. This dude's claws are razor sharp, and with the help of an old Transformer, they shoot out sparks. Definitely recommend not making your own unless you're curious about how it feels like to be stabbed in the and electrocuted at the same time. This concludes this installment of Geeking Out with Joel. As usual, feel free to email me, joel the geekspeakshow.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at Joel Japitana. Till next time. My friends call me Murphy. You can call me Robocop. <laughs> 
I'm Ralph Bakshi, and you're listening to the Greek Speak. No, the Geek Speak Show. The Greek Speak Show is a place you eat, but this is the Geek Speak Show. Have fun. I had a ball. And me hungry. Welcome back to the Geek Speak Show. So, a few months ago, we had Mike McCubbins on talking about the Book of Daw. It's a side. They described it as a side fantasy graphic novel. Pretty cool. The Kickstarter was going on at the time, and Mike came on to get you guys behind it. Obviously, you did because they reached their funding. It's over. It's ready to be given to you, the backers, and probably to the general public. We'll talk about that because here they are again, Mike, and this time Matt Bryan also came on with us. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Geek Speak Show. Hey. Hey, how's it going? So I got to watch your guys' Kickstarter when you first came on. Um, and it was pretty awesome. And uh, watching you guys draw on the on the uh, board and then actually watching the images go by on the screen was really cool for me because I felt almost like I was a part of it. But for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, why don't you tell us about the Book of Da? Sure. Um, uh, basically, it's uh, like you said, it's a sci-fi sort of fantasy graphic novel. It's um, uh, it's black and white. It's about a, uh, a few characters. Um, the diver, who is uh, sort of the main character of the book, um, is uh, sort of a guy in an undersea diver suit. Um, uh, there's Da, who is uh, one of the other main characters. Um, he's sort of a, a demigod, and he controls the emotions of the fish in the sea. And uh, the book is mainly about what happens when um, the diver upsets uh, this Da. So when, when I was able to look through the opening panels, um, I noticed that the Da con- controlling all the emotions with the fish and, and the sea, the feeling that I got was a sense of loneliness and, and this sort of vastness that was set there. Is that what you guys were going for right from the beginning? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Just the sort of uh, how small uh, the diver is in comparison to everything and how, uh, I guess, quiet it is and all that. Yeah, he's just tiny sort of speck of light in a vast darkness. Um, but yeah, we were, go- we're definitely going for uh, the loneliness, especially when, like I said, he, he upsets Da and he's got to deal with that, and that's, that makes for an especially lonely situation for him. I always think it's awesome when you can take, you know, still images and and have black and white and and go through and and convey such emotions like that um, right from the beginning from something. So I think you guys did a good job. Um, what was the inspiration for for Da's look? Uh, I don't know. Mike came up with that one. <laughs> uh, da specifically? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not even really sure. Um, I the. I came up with the character, My a friend of mine made a quilt, and she had myself and several of uh, our friends just come up with crazy-looking, like, magical animal things, um, and that's kind of where that came from. I, what I came up with was a pyramid with tentacle legs, and uh, I thought, wow, that's really neat, and when I, when I did start to talk to Matt about making this comic book, I was like, hey, there's this this could be really cool to add to this book it's probably the the pun potential right the pure squid no the pun <laughs> the one time in my life uh the pun potential actually came afterward um but uh i feel yeah, like he would uh, make a really cute plushie <laughs> <laughs> 
that or an eraser with tentacles coming. Never mind. You can just put it on your pencil top. <laughs> so we're talking to the creators of the Book of Dawes, side fantasy graphic novel, Mike McCubbins and Matt Bryan. Matt, good to have you on this time. Mike came on last time and told us about it. Like I said, it's out, ready to go out to all of you guys, the backers. Well, the backers, speaking of, the backers on the Kickstarter, they, they, they noticed uh, uh, about a month ago, I think it was, there was a slight change in what the packaging, the, what the book looked like uh, with, with, the, uh, with the book band. It was a little change in that. Nothing major. It doesn't change the story. No, nothing. Why did you guys make that little change uh, in the book band? Um, well, the, the book band was actually the one that we went with. Uh, it was actually the first one that we came up with. Um, then we decided to change it just basically uh, sort of as a mechanics thing. It's easier to... It's easier to throw a book band on, on the back of a book than it is to wrap one around the center of a book. Um, sort of the logistics of putting that together and having it stay um, were a little tougher. Um, but once we actually got our proof of our stamped cover of the book, and then we, you know, then I put the book bands on it uh, to to get a view of what it actually looked like. Um, it just to me it felt obvious that we needed to go with the original design that we came up with um, just was uh, much more pleasing to the eye, more striking. But like I said, it, it doesn't change anything, the story in the book. It's still the same. It's just a cosmetic change, we can call it. No, no, it changes, changes nothing at all about the story or any part of the book. Um, it's, yeah, nothing at all, really. It just uh, kind of adds a little bit of flair to it. <laughs> looks prettier. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, a cosmetic change. Uh, it's a, so the uh, the, Gicks, the Kickstarter backers they should be getting their copies if they haven't already. Uh, when will it be available for the general public, and and where can we get it? Now, <laughs> available now. No, uh, yeah, we've got. I think everybody should have their stuff by now. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we just sent out uh, the last of them, which were the people who had uh, were the high backing, um, the higher backing backers um, who we had to make original art and stuff for so I think we pretty much just sent the, the last of that stuff out like a week ago so um, almost every except for a few people everyone else had had theirs uh, uh, at least a month ago some a couple months ago um, but everything's pretty much out um, as for getting it now um, we've got a I guess we've got a couple things Matt has a uh, what is it, Big Cartel? Yeah. Yeah, that's just my little storefront interface is on Big Cartel. Um, yeah, as far as like a wider distribution, that's kind of all we've got going right now. It's just uh, that, and then there's a, well, a Tumblr page for, I guess you just search Book of Dodd, you can get it on there. Yeah, it's a bookofdodd.tumblr.com, um, and that's sort of another storefront we built for it. Um, so yeah, we're still kind of doing the DIY thing is, is for distribution, but um, on top of that, we've uh, we've actually got a table at SPX coming up, and uh, hopefully we'll be coming out to California for APE, but we still have to, um, the Alternative Press Expo, but we still have to get word back on that. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're actually going to be covering APE this year, so I was going to mention, would you guys think of bringing it to the ape um and besides you know ape those two big conventions well they're not big they're like they're not they're not like comic-con that just finished that. they're still well known yeah but have you thought about bringing it to to any other conventions uh, across the country i mean because that, that this would be a perfect book to, to get the word out like that at conventions yeah i guess um 
those are kind of the bigger, the biggest of the indie cons. Um, you might look into TCAF up in Toronto. Um, I don't think they have their dates yet. And then maybe also there's, uh, what is it, Stumptown up in Portland. I think those are both in the spring sometime. Yeah. So if we could go to those, that would be that would be good. Those are supposedly pretty big, too. And, and you know, I, I don't want to tell you guys what to do because it, uh, it's easy to say, take it to the conventions, but you might have to start a Kickstarter to go to the conventions because, you know, it, it, it costs, even though it's independent conventions, they do still, you know, you charge for the booth and electricity and everything that you might need on, on there, so... Uh, yeah, that's up to you guys. But we do have a link up on the on the guest link section. You guys you can go with, go there, order the books. It's a very cool. It's a very cool looking book. The inside is even better. Read the story. I got one. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, I know this is probably going to keep you busy for a little bit. But is, you have anything else that you're working on or that you want to work on or anything that that's coming up from both either of you guys? Um, I think uh, you might actually be breaking up. I didn't hear that last question. Do you have any project coming up uh, besides Book of Daw that you can talk about? Oh, um, we've uh, I, well, I've been working on a, a script for a project uh, for a couple of years now. Um, one that uh, uh, that I'm hoping to work with Matt on. Um, uh, it's another sci-fi thing. Um, uh, that's pretty much it for me. I'm, I mean, I'm working on some some minis and things for cons, but, uh, I mean, what are you working on, Matt? Um, I'm about to start drawing on a superhero story for this guy. Um, it's kind of a, you know, uh, in the, in the vein of the deconstructing the superhero type thing, but it's, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of excited about it. I haven't really drawn anything like that before, so it should be fun. So secret project. That's secret sci-fi project. It doesn't come out in 2015. No, never mind. We're not going to go there. (laughs) Um, So it's uh, Mike McCubbins, Matt Bryan, The Book of Da, sci-fantasy graphic novel, bookofda.tumblr.com. Got a link up on our guest link section. Thanks, you guys. Wish you nothing but success. And whenever you have anything else, come on back, and we will speak more geek here on The Geek Speak Show. Thanks, guys. The Geek Speak Show will continue in a moment. Comics Commentary with Jessica Nidon on The Geek Speak Show. Hey, so there's so much news from Comic-Con over this past weekend. Um, I'll start out with Longshot Saves the Marvel Universe. It's a miniseries coming out November 2013, and that will be written by Christopher Hastings. Also announced at Comic-Con, Dark Horse Comics will be publishing an ongoing series based on the video game Halo. Boom Studios announced that they will be launching a comic book series based on the Sons of Anarchy TV show. They are going to be in partnership with 20th Century Fox, and the first issue will be in store September 2013. IDW announced the return of Sam Keith, The Max. It's been 20 years since the original release of The Max, and of course, Keith will be there to supervise. IDW will also be releasing a series of hardcover Max collections. This one should be pretty interesting. Dynamite announced that legendary rock star Alice Cooper will start an upcoming comic book series. But you're going to have to wait just a little while for that because it's not set to be in the stores until 2014. Dynamite also announced they have signed a deal with CBS to create a comic book based on the most awesome TV show of all time. Well, in my opinion, it is. It will be based off of The Twilight Zone. This series will feature all new tales. And don't forget, there are many, many great books coming out this week. Like Mass Effect Foundation number 1, Star Wars Legacy 2 number 5, Arrow number 9, Flash number 22, 
Teen Titans number 22, Ghostbusters number 6, Wolverine and X-Men number 33, and if you'd like to check out all the titles, you can find those on our website. That's Comics Commentary with Jessica Nidon. Got a scoop for her? Email her. Jessica at thegeekspeakshow.com Are you ready? Here's a Geek Speak Show quickie. Speaking of comic books, opening up this weekend in theaters all over the country, 20th Century Fox's The Wolverine, starring Hugh Jackman as Logan. Who else would play? Yeah, never mind. So, we figured let's get Hugh Jackman on here, Logan himself, get you just a little bit more excited about this Wolverine, and let's get him on the Geek Speak show. Hugh, tell us about the world that the Wolverine inhabits this time around. We walk into this world uh, through Logan's eyes, that is so vastly different from anything we've had in any of the X-Men comics. Visually, it's different. In tone, it's different. Um, the, the characters and the, the storyline is enigmatic. You're not exactly sure who anybody is, whether they're on your side or not. There's this world of history and tradition and, uh, and manners that uh, is just the opposite of everything Wolverine stands for or is about. So... In every way, it feels different. So this time around, it's not part of a franchise, really, even though he came from a franchise. What's it like being in a standalone movie? I think we've made a movie which stands alone. Uh, it, it's definitely different from the other uh, X-Men movies, um, and it's really exciting. Wolverine is the ultimate outsider. Uh, everything about him is uh, distrustful of groups, of uh, organizations, he beat, marches to the beat of his own drum. Um, and at the beginning of our movie, he's probably more isolated than you've ever seen Wolverine. A lot of these superhero movies have to have a great villain. They're, they're there. We see him in the trailer. But the villain also from the trailer seems to be Wolverine himself. Am I right on that? The great battle, I always thought with Wolverine, is the battle within himself. His real power and strength is this bed of rage that really turns him into like an animal, like a monster. And it's difficult for him to control. It's almost impossible for anybody else to control uh, or combat. So it's that wonderful thing about X-Men where everybody's powers is also their flaw. Is Wolverine a threat? Would you consider him a threat? He sees himself as a threat um, to himself and to everybody. Uh, And so definitely he's a runner. He has lost purpose and um, he has no master. And it's a dangerous place for someone as powerful as Wolverine. Not just for you and Wolverine and Logan, but talk about the audience being having to be in a new place for this movie. There's going to be many, many surprises in this story. Um, it's complex. It is full of layers of duty and honor and history and tradition. And getting underneath all that to finding out just what everyone is about is... is um, is really fun, part of the story. And, and without shooting in Japan, I don't think we could have achieved that. Speaking of shooting in Japan, as an actor, not as the Wolverine, but as an actor, what's it like shooting in Japan? By being in Japan, for me as an actor and for us as a crew, um, and let me say for Wolverine being in Japan, the same thing, it, it, it seeps into you and you start to uh, not only understand it, but appreciate it for what it is. And it is extraordinary. It's an unbelievable culture. And it is inspiring. And I think it's the same for Wolverine. So the effect that it had on me as an actor hopefully will translate through to the character. The script, in this case, gave me an opportunity emotionally, definitely, to go further than I've been. Um, physically, 
that was my job. So I started earlier. I started training a long time ago. We had the preparation time. Started eating very strictly a long time ago. Um, and I think the results have paid off because when I look at the screen, I see Wolverine there. Wolverine, the way I've always portrayed him, is a street fighter, pub brawler. You know, it's not pretty. He doesn't want to hang around and jab at you while he just wants to take your head off in three seconds and move on. I love the title of this movie, The Wolverine. It's not Wolverine 2, it's not X-Men 4, The Wolverine. And the goal is to give the best character study of, of this iconic superhero that has been done. Um, we want to. I want to see every part of him. I want to see him at his lowest, his highest, at his strongest, his fiercest, the berserker rage, everything, as badass as he can be. My feeling every time I play Wolverine is I give 110%. I can look at this film and go, this is the best version of Wolverine there is. And that's down to Jim Mangold. I, I can't say I've worked any harder than I've worked before. Uh, I feel like I've always given the same. I, I, I don't know any other way of doing it. Jim has got more out of me. Jim has pushed me every day. It wasn't like he pushed me for the first month and then he goes, okay, he's in character every day. So that's Hugh Jackman plays, of course, Logan. Thanks a lot for coming on the Geek Speak show and getting us just a little bit more excited for the Wolverine in theaters this weekend from 20th Century Fox. Thanks to them for allowing me uh, access to Hugh Jackman. So go out there, check it out, the Wolverine. I can guarantee you it's a lot better than the one that that one that happened just a few weeks ago or years ago. I'm Zach and you're listening to the Geek Speak show. Hold on a second. Once more with flavor. Yeah. Oh, I'm Zach Whedon and you're listening to the Geek Speak show. It's compelling. What's going to happen to these kids? If Ariel was here, never mind. She was here last week for talking Comic Con. Uh, so there's a little rumor going on. You know how much I love rumors. Mm-hmm. Not gonna sing. I'll show my age if I sing that song. Look at all those rumors. Um, actually, it has something to do with a little movie we just had. We just talked to Hugh Jackman. There's a movie coming out this weekend, The Wolverine. Waiting for that one, but we're all waiting for 2015 because yes, Avengers: Age of Ultron is coming and some other movies, but. More importantly, Star Wars Episode <laughs> 7 is coming also. Maybe not directed by J.J. Abrams. Whatever. Come on now. You know that is not the case. Here's the thing. Here's all, you know, I don't want to make anything out of this, but this is all I'm going to say about it. This is why I've always told you guys and everybody, all the new features that we have, Jessica and, and Mark and, 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 uh, and everybody, Pacing Pete, when you guys get your your um, your stories, your whatever you're going to talk about, and Joel with his geeking out, when you guys get your stories in capital letters, all caps, check your sources. Seriously, you guys. Twitter is not a good source. A blog is not a good source. Somebody who you meet at a coffee shop somewhere, oh, I have a source in Lucasfilm. Sure you do. And I have flying monkeys flying out of my butt, too. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it up on YouTube. You'll see the video. No, but seriously, check your sources. The reason why is because, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about these guys. It's badassdigest.com. They're the ones who started this. Now they're backing off a of thing, but no, we all know mm. that's where it came from. It came from badassdigest.com. A lot of these guys 
they're not see and the reason when, why, why we partner with the people that, that i partner with is because they don't do that kind of stuff collider right. is is really good at rumor control because they don't report them um geek tyrant the tyrants they're good at rumor control again because they don't report them uh rama screen well, they don't report them either what? And these guys know that that we don't just say any little rumor that comes on. Like when we're talking about something, we have like background and we have something like legit tied to it. So they know that we don't just. Well, see, well that's the thing is there are a lot of podcasts, bloggers and people who run websites who will. I don't know if they're short on stuff to put on there or they don't really have Content. anything else to talk about. Yeah. So they just start throwing out stuff. Oh, I heard that JJ is not going to come back for uh, episode seven. I heard that Green Lantern's actually going to be in the Justice League movie and then the crossover to X-Men. What are you talking about, uh, Willis? But <laughs> uh, Lucasfilm, I mean, this thing got so big because you know, how can it not? You hear that. Wait, what? JJ is not going to be in, uh, not going to be directing episode seven. Supposedly the reason was because he, he didn't want to go film in England. He didn't want to be away from his family. Believe me, he doesn't, he doesn't care because his family knows what dad does. So, so, you know, they're, they're, they're ready for this stuff. But Lucasfilm actually sent out an official press release, a statement that says there is no truth to the, to the rumor. JJ is having a great time working on the script and is looking forward to going into production next year. So there. So again, again, like I said, the, the rumors ah. started about bad as dodges. They're, they're taking it back now. But this is, this is the only thing I was, I was going to say about this is, You'll notice we never, this is why I tell them, I tell Joel especially. Yes, Joel, I'm looking at you with the stink eye. I tell <laughs> I them, the shifty eyes. do not report rumors as fact because they are not. I mean, this is a big one, but there's even, even, even tiny little things about comics, about the animation, anything. Don't report them as that. So in case you haven't read it anywhere, Lucas, Lucasfilm released a statement. It's not true. Do not believe the rumors. Spider-Man doesn't have a black costume again. No, they don't believe the rumors. JJ <laughs> is fine. JJ is on board for Star Wars Episode Seven. Hopefully they'll reveal what the title will be. Hello, look what Marvel did at Comic-Con. It's Oh my god, I'm so excited. We know the title. There's a little um not a Comic-Con but a Disney Con, I guess you'd call it. D23 Expo's coming up next month. Disney owns Star Wars now. Perfect venue to, oh, I don't know, announce the title or something. Just me thinking. Out loud for us. Yeah. Toys for you and your eye machine. Bits and Pixels with Mark Doris. Comic-Con has come and gone, which means you'll have to wait until next year to dress up like a Joker or a Stormtrooper and walk around in a massive convention hall showing off your cardboard makeshift costume design skills, but aside from all the socially awkward nerds, freaks, and geeks who have not yet discovered the importance of hygiene and deodorant in specific, there were a lot of great people and great happenings going on in Comic-Con 2013. Sony and Microsoft debuted their next-gen consoles, and we got a chance to be hands-on with both the Xbox One and Rise Son of Rome on the Microsoft side, and Gran Turismo 6 and their full-on driving simulator on the Sony side. First impressions, the Xbox One boasts that it's beyond 10 times more powerful than the currently available 360, and it is apparent in the gameplay with Rise. Although I will say, despite being visually pleasing and having more torque this time around, Rise felt like more of a movie than an actual video game due to the very little gameplay the player experiences with all the cutscenes that kept on popping in. Now, I'm not sure if the final product uh, is what we got to see at Comic-Con, but I couldn't help but thinking that Rise may not have been the very best choice to show off the Xbox One's capability to would-be purchasers in the market for one of the two consoles. 
Sony, on the other hand, had a much more visually pleasing experience with Gran Turismo 6, not to mention the simulator setup they had going. It made it feel like you were in the driver's seat the whole time, and I gotta say, it was just a lot more fun playing around on the track with uh, GT6, but... That being said, as of right now, I'm personally leaning towards the PlayStation 4, but I will say the Xbox One does have a new level of comfort with their new controller designs, which is nice, so they've got that going for them. Now, I know this segment is all about the games and all that stuff, but I'm still a little antsy over Comic-Con, so let's talk a little more about that. By now, you guys have all heard the news about Superman 2, or Man of Steel 2, if you will, and involving Batman and Superman for the first time on screen together. Now, not a whole lot of information is available, except we do know that uh, Cavill will be back as Clark Kent and most of the cast from Superman, but in the coming months, I'm sure I'll have more information on who will be playing Bruce Wayne, the Cape Crusader of Batman, but uh, that's got to be the, the biggest buzz about Comic-Con was the announcement of this upcoming movie. In addition to uh, some DC movie news, we've got some things on uh, on Marvel side of things. Vin Diesel, uh, while they're uh, promoting his latest Riddick film and uh, Marvel's panel regarding the Avengers 2, uh, Vin Diesel has hinted that he will be playing a role in Marvel's Avengers 2 titled Marvel uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Now, we don't know right now if he's going to be voicing or playing Ultron, but we do know that he might be doing that or voicing or playing The Vision, both of which will appear in the sequel to the popular and successful Avengers. Brian Cranston is at Comic-Con this year as well, promoting Breaking Bad, as to be expected. Uh, one of the funny things about that is that he uh, actually dressed up as himself with a prosthetic mask over his face. So while people were around taking pictures of who they thought was just some fan portraying Walter White, uh, he later revealed on stage during the panel for Breaking Bad that it was actually him as he revealed a mask that was identical to his face. So it's like he peeled off his own face to reveal his actual face, which left a lot of fans pretty stoked that they got pictures with, uh, with Brian Cranston. Simon Pegg also did something sort of similar in the realm of uh, dressing up, put on a Boba Fett uh, helmet and wore a t-shirt of the Shaun of the Dead uh, character Shaun from the popular movie. Uh, I actually got a chance to uh, make a comment to Simon Pegg, who at the time I didn't even realize was Simon Pegg underneath the helmet, but I bumped into the guy about three times. He later revealed via Twitter account that that was actually him in the helmet, so um, there was that, and I thought that was pretty cool. We got a chance to run into H. John Benjamin, the voice actor of Archer from the TV show The Same Name on FX. Uh, Brock Sampson from Venture Brothers, uh, voices of Patrick Warburton, met him on the street. Super nice guy. Uh, pictures and videos of all this stuff, by the way, is available on uh, TheGeekSpeakShow.com. One of the other highlights for me was getting a chance to see the cast of Game of Thrones during their signing. We saw George R.R. Martin there, too, which uh, I made a scene of myself, a spectacle rather, as I yelled out, George, don't kill any more Starks, we're running out as it is, and uh, he acknowledged my existence, smiled, nodded, waved at me, so there was that, he laughed, uh, as is the crowd, so that was probably my, my biggest highlight. One of the things that I thought was neat is that we got a chance to sit on the panel for Marvel's Agents of, Sh of S.H.I.E.L.D. We got a chance to see uh, Clark Gregg, or better known as Agent Coulson, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was on stage with Joss Whedon talking about the movie. But one of the things that uh, sparked a lot of controversy is that Joss Whedon said in a follow-up interview that uh, right now he's not too worried about bringing Agent Coulson back for the Avengers 2. So people are speculating whether or not Agent Coulson will be... Uh, in the movie, but we do know that we'll at least have him uh, in the the running of uh, Marvel, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the TV show that'll be available, so at least we have that going. Now, uh, all that stuff, like I said, all information, uh, pictures, and what have you are all over online, but check out geeksbeakshow.com to see all this stuff, but uh, for now, I'd say that's, that's all we got. 
Uh, we'll talk more video games next week. We'll specifically talk about uh, what's coming out, any available video game news. But be sure to check out, like I said, all the pictures, videos on thegeekspeakshow.com and follow me on my new Twitter, at Doris Undead, or email me at doris at thegeekspeakshow.com to send me any interesting game or news you come across or just to harass me about anything I didn't speak of that you felt so strongly about that maybe I should have. So, thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, take it easy. Watch it. Don't watch it. Let's find out. Please make a note of it. Pacing Pete's movie reviews exclusively on the Geek Speak Show. Hey guys, well I'm all back from Comic Con. Um, I had a great time. You know, I'd only been to WonderCon before, so you know when I went last year, it was you know it was a huge thing. And walking in that first moment, it's just kind of. A rush that comes over you, just everyone around, just the booths everywhere. Everything is just so magnified. It's just, it's awesome. And so this year I was, you know, I was lucky enough to go again. You can't really go and not have a good time. You know, there's something for, I guess there's something for everybody. You know, from video games, art, uh, movies, television, it's it's all out there. Even kids stuff is out there. So it's, it's, it's a very much a mix. Thursday, I, you know, day one, you know, I spent most of the day probably just kind of walking around, hanging out. Comic-Con is so huge that there's things going on outside of, they dress up the entire gas lamp. It's done in a way where even if you don't have a badge, you can still walk around and feel like you're kind of getting somewhat of, somewhat of an experience. You know, there's a, a, a lot of these places, a lot of the networks rent out these restaurants buildings, different buildings, and promote all their different shows and, you know, networks, um, anything coming out. There's there's an area that's completely dressed up by NBC, so it's all the new TV shows they're promoting. I mean, got these little booths out there. There was an Ender's Game booth, up, or a big, huge experience. I didn't get a chance to get in there. You know, it, you had basically had to line up five or six in the morning to get into these places, and I just was just pretty much walking around, um, doing as much as I really wanted to do. Um, like I said, I spent probably part of the day outside on the first day, just kind of really suck, soaking it in, you know. And I thought, you know, I was that that was awesome, and then I went inside. I checked out The Walking Dead, pretty much makeshift prison. And it's it's really small, but it's they did a really good job. There's, you know, the whole watchtower watch area where you always saw Rick checking for zombies. And, and that was really cool. There were zombie actors there you could take pictures with. They had an area just behind that where, you know, the governor, when he hung out, in the very beginning, he had that fish, all those fish tanks full of zombie heads. And that was really cool. And they actually had it there. And you could sit in a chair that looked like his and do whatever pose you wanted. And that was really awesome. And they also had the daughter, the zombie daughter, in her cage behind behind the chair. And it was a really nice touch. So needless to say, day one went pretty quickly. When Friday came about, day two, um, I got a chance to go check out the Legends of the Night documentary, which is directed by Brett Colt. It's... A very, very, very touching documentary. Uh, if you check out our site, you'll see my interview with him on Saturday. Now, I was talking about the free things going on outside of the con. One of the things I got a chance to attend was Nerd HQ, which is held by Zachary Levi. He has panels just like Comic Con. The only difference is you have to pay. Now, you know, when you hear that, you may think, oh, uh, whatever, I don't want to pay. I'll just go to Comic Con and stand in lines all day. Well, that's fine. But this was only like 20 bucks, 
And you've got a variety of, of panels. Seth Green was there. Doctor Who was there. Uh, Psych was there, just to name a few. Well, I got a chance to go check out the Kick-Ass 2 panel, which was really, really cool. Now, he didn't show us any... The, the, the director, the creators, they, they came out. They didn't show us any footage. It was more of a question-and-answer conversation type of event. And it was hosted, uh, moderated by Nathan Fillion, who, you know, we all know and love. He's awesome. But when he's hosting something like this or moderating something like this, it just makes it that much more exciting. You know, the Kick-Ass creators came out, John Narumita Jr., Mark Millar, and uh, the director, Jeff Wardlow, who actually, all three of them did a autograph signing session right after, which was really cool. And we actually got to speak with them real, real briefly. We also learned that Mark Millar's favorite beer is Guinness. So <laughs> uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and then the cast came out. They actually, you know, there were four, there were a total of seven chairs out there. And obviously, the John Romita Jr., Mark Millar, and Jeff Wadlow came out. And obviously, you knew somebody was coming out. We were kind of wondering, everybody in the audience was kind of wondering, who's it going to be, you know? And it turned out to be Mick Lovin, we all know from Love from Superbad. Uh, John Leguizamo was there. Donald Faison is there. Uh, Lindy Booth was there. So uh, a lot of the cast members there, which was really, really exciting. Everyone seemed to get along really well, cracking jokes at each other. It was pretty entertaining. I, I think a friend of mine told me that it was actually streamed on the internet. So I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to check it out, but it's probably something you, I'm sure you can go back and watch. Uh, you'll probably be laughing the whole time. It's it's really, really funny. Now, of course, towards the end, Zachary Levi came out, had to tell everyone, ah, start wrapping it up. And him and Nathan Fillion were kind of, you know, having a little... Uh, back and forth funny banter it was it was pretty hilarious but that was a great panel that was really cool totally worth it and you know the money goes to a great cause so i thought that was really cool so if you plan to go to comic-con next year definitely look into nerd hq because these panels are really cool it's a very intimate setting it's not like any of the halls or rooms you'll go to at the comic cons i'm not saying not to i'm just saying it's it's pretty uh it's it's worth it it's worth it. i i highly recommend checking it out well guys that was my uh time at comic-con you know wrapped it up as briefly as i can don't want to waste you guys the time but it was awesome i had so much fun i hope i can get back there again next year and maybe i'll see you guys out there if you want to reach me you, you can contact me on my email pacingpete at thegeekspeakshow.com or hit me up on twitter at pacingpete all right guys find me next week i will be doing the wolverine i know we're all looking forward to that one i'll see you guys next week this is the Geek Speak Show Book Club. Sci-fi, fantasy, horror. Geek Show Book Club. Sci-fi, fantasy, horror. Graphic novels, biographies. You'll hear them here on the Geek Speak Show Book Club. Expecto Patronum. So it's time for the book club. And for the first time, I pulled a rabbit out of my hat. And I actually don't have a book. I didn't read all this week at all. You didn't read it all? No, it's actually kind of fun being Joel for like an hour or two for for a minute. <laughs> well, that's okay because I have the most awesome book ever, so I'll just take over, which is totally fine with me. So I'm walking through Comic Con and looking at all of the different Star Wars stuff, of course. Walk by some book sections, taking a look. Oh, that's awesome! And what do I see? But a new edition to the Jedi Path and the Book of Sith. You guys have seen those books, right, where they've got uh, the buttons that you push and it goes... I wrote the Book of Sith. You wish you did, first of all. Second of all, it's really cool because there's like the holocron for the Sith. I know, geez. I'm going to force choke you through Skype here. Um, And then you have the Jedi Path where it, it opens up like it's in the temple. Well, now they have a new one coming and it's called 
the bounty hunter code from the files of Boba Fett. Of course. And it's amazing. It looks, it's gorgeous. I had to like touch every little piece of it. To, it's just, it's amazing. So they have the book. It's set um, with a mythosaurus skull like um, on the top of it. And it looks like it's all like old and distressed. And you go through and it's the bounty hunter code, but Boba's version. So his like notes and stuff are all inside of it. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's coming on October 15th. So you can pre-order them now um, online, which of course I did. Um, and it's by Daniel Wallace. So, um, oh my gosh. And uh, Ryder Wyndham and Jason Fry too. Of course, everybody had a part in it. But it's going to be amazing. So you, of course, I know you're all going to get this, but Henry, you should get one too. One of those chapters has to be how to escape the star like pit without actually, actually making it public Actually, it is. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know? It has to be. If it's written from Boba's point of view, you got you to see how, how do you get out of there without knowing is, anybody. There's knows. like the part about it that he scratches off and is like, no, 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 you can get out this way. So again, I, I don't have a book. Um, that's Rachel's G, big shock. Uh, but it's not coming yet. She just pre-ordered it. She, so I'm sure 20 million of you guys just did also. That's good. So that's the show for today. Uh, not a lot of things. Again, you're just relaxing after the chaos that is comic-con good chaos but it's still chaos that is comic-con next week we have um i don't know a few few good things gotta say though flying colors comics they're going to be celebrating the 25th anniversary with excelsior with stanley august 7 12 30 to 3 p.m big shock they're sold out joe joe let me know last night all, all the packages are are officially sold out now but if you all want to go there you can we'll be there we'll be filming video with them um, you may get a glimpse of Stanley, but if you didn't get a package, just know that you, there's no way that you're gonna be able to have sit down and say hello, Stan, sign something, get a picture with him. Um, you can get it from a distance, but you'll have a lot of heads around, you know, waving and saying hi, Stan. Uh, FlyingColorsComics.com for more information, more stuff. Because again, don't go there just for Stanley. Remember, Flying Colors is celebrating their 25th anniversary, so go there and say happy anniversary, Joe, and and, and the, the rest of the Flyco staff. Uh, thank them for being just one of the most awesome stores in the bay area so again the uh, stanley packages the family packages are sold out joe field let me know that last night so i'm letting you guys know that sorry but it's all sold out but like i said you can still go there you just won't be able to say hello interact with the man um what else is going on for um I mentioned D23, the D23 Expo. Um, I want to cover it. Uh, I may have you and Mark or whoever else can be over there cover the thing. Mm-hmm. See, here we go with the rumors again. There, there's a lot of the, there's two confirmed Star Wars panels. One is the the evolution of Darth Vader. The other is what Star Wars means to me, done by Paulo Hidalgo from Lucasfilm. Um, I, I, I've got to say that they have to do what they did with the. Uh, um, Marvel announcing Avengers Age of Ultron as the title. We've got to know what the title. Give us that at least, and we'll we'll talk about that till December, and then whatever else is coming <laughs> up. We'll, and then we'll want more, but you know. Yeah, but just li- just a little early Christmas, a treat, a Halloween treat. Um, since it's like late in, late in August, I think it is. You can give us that, JJ and Bad Robot. Please, we'll beg. Pretty please, we won't start any more rumors that you're leaving or anything like that. Um, no, we'll defend you like we have. So now you can tell us the title. Yeah. So uh, next week, like I said, I don't know. I actually don't know what's going on because I haven't gotten confirmation from from any of the guests. But you know what to do, Rachel. You tell them this time around. Well, you guys, you know, you just need to tune in next week because we're gonna speak more geek or something like that. Bye. 
Henry and the gang will return next week with an all-new episode. The Geek Speak show is powered by GeekTyrant.com, MightyVille.com, Ramasscreen.com, ZergNet.com, and Collider.com. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Follow them on Twitter at GeekSpeakShow1. Become a fan on Facebook and watch event coverage on YouTube slash GeekSpeak videos. See you next week. Cheerio. The GeekSpeak Show.